Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and our devotional today comes from Matthew 24, 30, and I've titled it, Coming with Power and Great Glory. Following the drum roll, air quotes, drum roll, of great cosmic disturbances in the heavens, Matthew 24, 29, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. We read in Matthew 24, 30, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It's like the heavens will go dark with all manner of cataclysmic activity, and then suddenly <clears throat> the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Son of Man was Christ's favorite messianic title for himself during his earthly ministry, as recorded in the Gospels. Most believe that this is a reference to Daniel 7.13. There we read, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. The sign of the Son of Man appearing is not to be confused with all the previous tribulation signs. This is a specific sign announcing the second coming of Christ to the earth. We are not told exactly what this sign is, other than it will appear at this time. Now, some have speculated that it is perhaps the shining as lightning from the east to the west, as mentioned in verse 27. Some think it is Christ himself, but that seems a little redundant. Many think this will be the appearance of God's Shekinah glory on a grand scale, never seen before. The word Shekinah means to dwell and was used of the Jews to denote God's radiant presence, as seen, for example, in the cloud of glory or the pillar of fire that rested above the tabernacle during the Jews' wilderness journey. See Exodus chapter 40. Bible commentary, uh, Bible knowledge commentary says, quote, The sign of setting aside the nation of Israel was the departure of the glory from the temple, Ezekiel 10 and 11. Perhaps the sign of the Lord's return will again involve the Shekinah glory. End of quote. Whatever this sign specifically entails, it will be obvious to the entire world and it will cause all the tribes of the earth to mourn. The second phase of the second coming, when Christ comes to the earth, will be a protracted event, which is to say it is drawn out and it happens gradually. Some believe, since the emphasis in the surrounding context is mainly on Israel, that the tribes in view here are the tribes of Israel. For example, Zechariah 12.10 says, And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication, and they will look on me whom they have pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. So this view thinks that the mourning here is the mourning of repentance related to Israel's conversion. Israel will then realize that Jesus is their Messiah, whom they rejected in history, and that now in contrition they will be broken because of it. Compare Zechariah 13 and Isaiah 53. While others prefer the view that the tribes of the earth has the whole world in view, 
and that the mourning at this point is that of despair. Revelation 1-7 reads, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Philip, John Phillips writes, quote, Too late the truth will dawn on all the branded dupes of the devil. They will admit to each other, The Bible which we have despised was right all the time. The prophecies were not allegories, but literal actualities. The one whose peerless name we have customarily used as a cuss word is the eternal, uncreated son of the living God. Here he is, coming back as he said, not as a carpenter, but as a conqueror, not with glory veiled, but with that glory dimming the brightness of the noonday sun. End of quote. Well, there could be <clears throat> there could be a mixture of mourning going on here. It could be a mixture of worldly sorrow, of despair on the part of unbelievers, but godly sorrow on the part of the repentant remnant. 2 Corinthians 7, 10. It will be awesome for the entire world to see, and mourning will define the collective experience. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Again, this is a drawn-out affair, allowing for the entire world to see it happening in gradual fashion. In Acts 1, the angels explained that Jesus would return in the same manner as he went back to heaven. We read there Acts 1, 9-11. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, <clears throat> he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. This means he will return physically, visibly, and gradually on the clouds of heaven. Words cannot do this justice. Jesus will return with power and great glory. He does not merely come in glory, but with great glory. He came the first time as a lamb, but he's returning the second time like a lion, and it will be glorious beyond description.